I only know one way. That's the Padre way. I'm proud as heck to be a San Diego Padre. I played for one team. I played in one town. Smith is ready. Win waiting to pitch. There's a drive. Right center field. Base hit. And there it is. Oh, doctor. You can hang a star on that, baby. A star for the ages for Tony Gwynn. Number 3,000. Hey, Blake, would you go on a 5.5 podcast when you get to San Diego? I don't know, man. That's a lot. I don't even know what that is. And welcome back, everybody. We're back, motherfuckers. The 5.5 podcast. First one of the season post-lockout edition. Welcome back, Eric. Notice before we started recording, I said, hey, if we scream, yes. probably going to have to move back a little bit. I'm back. <laughs> and the first thing the first thing that you have to say in 10 months is to scream that we're back. You know, i got to stay on brand, So that's Eric. great. i got to so, stay on brand. Yeah. Hopefully, I was hoping it would blow my voice out yes. and I wouldn't have to appease the masses yes. for a couple more months. But uh, here we are, post-lockout. Uh, they got their shit together. They met in the middle. I'm sure I haven't read the uh, collective bargaining agreement, but I'm sure it sucks for the players, per usual. But uh, we're back, and of course, in true Padre fashion, we're starting spring training off with dire news. Fernando Tatis has broke his wrist uh, in a motorcycle accident, which begs the question, why was he on a motorcycle in the first place? But I want to hear your, your, your take on it when you first heard the news. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> that was my take. Of course, the first tweet that I saw was my beloved Dennis Lynn. Very handsome. Very handsome. Very handsome Very for the athletic. Yes. Uh, that was the first tweet I saw. And, dude, my heart sank. I was like, you got to be kidding me. And then, you know, it's kind of poetic because it's like you have the, the crack of the bat. You have the players rolling up, walking into the training facility for the first time. Everyone's reporting Tatis is missing significant time. It's like baseball's back, dude. <laughs> like all of the lockout. I wasn't sure if we were going to get this. And I still, part of me wasn't sure. I'm like, man, this does not seem real. Oh, Tatis is out for three months? It's real, baby. We're back. He's been hurt every year we except 2020, back. right? It's basically because he got four months off. I mean, yeah. I don't remember him being hurt in 2020 at all. I don't really remember 2020 he, the season. He hurt my feelings down the stretch, it. I'll tell you that. But, I, uh, I don't count it as, yeah. uh, as a season that counts. Yeah, the, so. it's a dream season. It really sucks. You know, it really sucks. And, you know, of course, as, as expected, and as they should, Padres Twitter lost their shit. Uh, yeah, when, absolutely. <laughs> when the news came out. And, uh, you know, it's I've, I've seen a lot of just, just bullshit, dude, on, on the timeline about Tatis and, like, like, everyone's like, oh, why is he riding a motorcycle? Like, that's a motorcycle is a method of transportation, especially yes. in the Dominican Republic. I've never been. Uh, I'm ghost white. Um, <laughs> like, like a lot of the Dodgers roster, I could fit right in. Yes. But a, a thumb with hair. Yeah, but I I feel like that's like the preferred method of transportation down in the Dominican Republic. So it's not like this guy's sitting there maybe. going off jumps, you know what I mean? Like like he's not or he could He does be. go cliff diving. Maybe. We yeah. know for yeah, a maybe, fact he goes cliff maybe diving. Maybe he was, but and he likes to you know, uh, hike and, and climb mountains and stuff. So He I, wasn't he wasn't riding supercross at Petco. No. Right, no. like under an alien. Wasn't there a video where he's driving and he like blatantly yeah. sticks himself out the window? See, here's the thing: is like he. But to be fair, he was in a very safe, gas-powered, huge gas-guzzling SUV. That's right. Who needs a bicycle when you can pollute the uh, area? <laughs> Anyways, um, I think the problem isn't that he was just riding a motorcycle. It's that he's let's, let's, he's really young. He's. I think people forget. Like he's. Really young. And when we were young and in our early 20s, like, everybody's an idiot. You do shit you would never think of doing nowadays um, when you get older. So I think it's like a trust factor. Like, if he wants to go ride a motorcycle, whatever. But do you trust him being a young guy and he seems to be the excitable type? He likes to chase the adrenaline. Was that a kid you're going to trust to ride a motorcycle in the offseason? For me, absolutely not, given what they've invested in him. Because if he really is out two or three months, well... That's going to be a tough stretch. I know they went, I think, twenty and twelve without him last year, but I don't buy into, I don't buy into that at all. They need him. They cannot run. I love Kim, but they can't run Kim out there for four hundred plate appearances in place of Tatis. That's going to kill them. So tell me this: he's out for three months. The season six months. He's out roughly, let's say eighty well, games. Like two months. Let's say eighty games. Because he's going to be out all of March. I mean, the rest. I'm of really month. bad at math. Okay, so, so to make I. it easy, yes, I'll say th that season is six months. He's out for three. He's out for half the season. We'll go right? What does wins above replacement stand for? What does war stand for? Wins above replacement. Yes. I, I answer my own question. Yes. Okay. You're bad at words as well. Apparently, let's say let's say he's worth six war. 
That's probably three to four down. Put the in a replacement player. We lost three games. Three. We can drop that to a weekend series to the fucking Rockies on accident. Yes. It's three games, Danny. Isn't that what war is all about? Hey, we lost three games. Yes. Oh, no. Boo-hoo. Tough yes. shit. But uh, I don't think it's that black and white. And that's just assuming that whoever replaces him is going to be a replacement player. The problem they ran into last year and the his rookie year when he got hurt is they had nobody to replace him. I love Hassan Kim as much as the next guy. Bought a Hassan Kim jersey. Great guy. Awesome on defense. He didn't bring much at all with the bat. Now he got hosed on offense a lot because he got a lot of bad strike three calls. Very but, racist. Yes, very, very racist. Very racist. Very yes. racist. Um, but he was not, you know, he's close to replacement level, but you can see how much they struggle with Tatis out of the lineup. You know, when you have an automatic out, it's it sucks. We know about automatic outs. We've known about automatic outs for a long time. And when you have a guy in there who you like, but you know, chances are he's making adjustments. He's coming over from a different league, or you got a rookie in there. You know, the Ivanka Steels of the world. It sucks to watch those guys go out there. It sucks to watch those guys go out there and just suck yeah. something else. And you're just waiting, like, where's Tatis? We need him. Even when he was in the outfield. It's like, well, it's better than having Myers out there. Say what you want about his defense on, on Tatis trying to adjust. It's better than having Myers out there. So losing him, yes, from a wins above replacement, maybe they drop. It's like four. But it might be three games, but that's assuming that the guy they put in there is going to be average, and I'm not so sure that guy exists. Well, the guy that they're going to put in as the roster stands now is Hassan Kim. Yep. And he said earlier to, I believe it was AC, he said, I'm confident, or maybe he's talking to the, I, I hope he's talking to the reporters and not just AC. <laughs> that's just, uh, but he said, I'm confident with consistent at-bats I will be able to produce. He said that he spent his offseason working on high velo because that had challenged him. Uh, I'm not like I'm not gonna go out there and say like hey this is fine and I'm confident in him. I'm waiting for the day like when are we gonna stop pretending that Hassan Kim does not suck offensively? He's tremendous defensively. He's so good, but he's great dude, eye at the plate, dude. He's like it. he's like shortstop Austin Hedges. Yeah, last season, well, and I know it's his first season. I know that there's a transition, but for a team that is trying to win a championship, and that is our goal. And you want to talk about the window? It's rapidly closing. Yes, for even if it's half a season to trot Ha Sung Kim out there with no other upgrades to beef up the lineup. I don't know what else you're going to expect. Now, if they go out and say, you know what, we're going to run him out there, but we're going to go sign, like, I don't know, a platoon for the DH, or we're going to go sign Jorge Soler for the DH or something like that. You know, somebody, some low-budget, low decent, you know, upside guy that they can buy in for a year or two, I'm okay with that. But I'm not okay that if they stand pat and say, well, you know what, we're just going to use the DH as a rotational position, and Ha-Sung's going to be our guy at second base for shortstop. I like Ha-Sung Kim. Yeah, I, I think there's some upside there. He's got plate discipline. That's fine, and that's great. And he's obviously got some pop, but we're taking a big bet on him making those adjustments and hitting the ground running. Because if he doesn't hit the ground running, or at least even if it's a streaky or a fluke month or two that he's hot, they need that. And if they don't get that, it's going to put them in a hole. It does show also the importance of depth. Yes. Um, I know that there was some talk over the weekend, uh, some whoa Nelly talk about the designated hitter. More like no Nelly. How the, team, the team's plan or what they like as an idea is to rotate guys in and out of the DH position. Um, it's it's kind of funny how quickly that plan deteriorates when you lose just one guy, yes. one main guy, as in Tatis, because now maybe Cronenworth moves over to shortstop a little bit. Uh, Kim is probably going to be there primarily. All these guys you're talking about rotating out, all of a sudden you don't have that much depth. Yes. Like, you don't. And, this... and the depth that you do have is not great. No. It's Hassan Kim, it's Jerks and Profar. Ugh. Ugh. Which is rough, man. I forgot Profar was on the team until Conniff mentioned it earlier. It's, it's rough. It really is. Being a Padre fan is getting kicked in the balls year after year after year it's, and coming back in March with an erection. It's That's what it is. Right? It's That's all, what it is every year. And we come back rock hard every it's, March, it's just like, ready to roll. And then here comes the boot right for the nuts. It's like uh, popping the Viagra, getting it up, and then you're told, you know what? I'm just not in the mood tonight, babe. And now you're stuck for four hours. It's and you just got to do it yourself. It's so awful. It, it's terrible. And you're right. The problem with the Potters, I, I, they've tried to build depth. Like the pro, the idea of the Kim and the Profar moves makes sense uh, in theory. It's that they gave Profar way too much money. And I like Hustle Kim. I mean, he's not making like a ridiculous amount of money, right? Like he's would they lock him up? I think he's like eight mil a year or something like that. Like that's that's nothing. Um, 
that I do think there's some upside, but we're not in a position to play for upside. The other thing that hurts is that they're two best offensive prospects. One of them doesn't play the infield, and that's Campisano. Uh, and the other one has barely played in the minors because he got hurt last year, and he didn't play the year before because of the pandemic, other than, you know, uh, playing inter-squad games. And then you have an outfielder in Hassel who's probably two years away. Yeah, at least two years away. Yeah. And even then, as much as I like uh, Bobby Barrels over there, he doesn't seem to – he doesn't profile – uh, the same way, um, like maybe an Abrams might. So they have the right idea. They just don't have the personnel. And, and it's different if you lost Hosmer. God, please. If you could only somehow, some way, have Hosmer slip in a bathtub high, <laughs> eating... Uh, hey, last time he did that in the sauna, it worked out. Yeah, it did. It did. Small <laughs> so. sample size theater. Story of my sex life. Small sample size theater. Okay. But it's different if you lose somebody like Hosmer or Myers or Fam. Or you know, but if they lose Manny, they lose Tatis, they lose Grisham. Um, even when they, you know, even losing Nola, I know people weren't big on Nola when he came back, but I would take Austin Nola over Caratini every day of the week, yeah. twice on Sundays. It got old fast. So when they lose that kind of player and they don't have the depth, like you know, the team up to five, where they go, like, oh, we can just plug in Chris Taylor at shortstop, no big deal. Or we plug in Gavin Lux, no big deal, even though Lux sucked. You know, they have enough guys where they can make it work. We do not. And they have the money to erase the yes, mistakes. Yes, they have the money to erase the mistakes. And this is where the Padres are going to – I mean, really, I love Papa Pedro, but he's going to have to put up or shut up now. He is. And you know what? I was I was sitting there – They lost Nelson Cruz to the fucking Nationals. Of yeah. all teams. Like, I get it. Juan Soto's amazing. I, I would definitely understand I wanted to play with him. But you're part, at the twilight of your career, man. Part of me also wonders, like, hey, they had did they have the Tatis news? And they're like, hey, we need to allocate this money somewhere else now. Like this changes the part. We no longer have a plan A because this is screwed. <laughs> now, we have, now we have a fucking so, plan nine one one. So like now it's starting to make sense a little more. And yeah. and here's another thing. I was sitting there yesterday and I was thinking because I really wanted Nelson Cruz badly, badly. badly. Both of us did. We and wanted it's him no at the mis- deadline. Yeah, and it's no mistake. And we we still could get him at this deadline. Yes. So like let's not forget about that. Do you mortgage pieces of your future potentially to get him? Yes. But if you're in a position <laughs> at the deadline to get a guy like that, then you do it. Yes. Seven days a week. So here's the thing. I was sitting there yesterday, and I was thinking, man, I want Nelly Cruz so bad. And then I was like, if not Nelly Cruz, someone. And and this is the general sentiment amongst the timeline on Padres Twitter. AJ, sign someone. Just do something. But if you look at the contracts that Preller has given out, it's uh. not great. <laughs> it's not great. And, and that's kind of the catch-22, because we badly want him to sign someone. But the contracts that he gives out, it... It leaves a lot to be desired. You look at Drew Pomeranz. He signed for four years. Was it four years, 36 in that area? Yeah, it's like four years. Uh, Profar, almost, uh, Profar yeah. three years, 21 yeah. mil. Like, no one asked for that. No one. Uh, you have oh, Kim. Sure Tatis asked for that. You have Kim for four years. So you mentioned, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, nobodies. And a lot of nobodies, like a lot of small mistakes, add up to a big mistake. Like, imagine we didn't have those guys. That's an extra, um, again, I'm bad at math, what, 20 mil that we have to spend? Right now, with making no moves, they are, what, 15 mil away from the, the cap or yeah. the luxury threshold. So there's a lot of mistakes in there. And that's after and that's, shedding Fam and Frazier. And that's not even bringing in the fact uh, Will Myers and Eric Cosmer <laughs> contracts that Preller gave out. That's not even bringing in those two. Yeah. So it's like I'm sitting here, I'm so anxious for Preller to sign someone, and I'm like, man, this could suck. But Eric, And based off to... the track history, it will suck. Yes. Yeah, when you put Preller in a court – the thing is, too, he's added payroll in ways that I like. I love the Musgrove pickup. I love Snell. Yeah, yes, he had a bad year, but I really do think that getting Niebla in there and Snell, them firing Larry Rothschild and Snell suddenly doing better, I don't think was necessarily a coincidence. I right. just don't think Rothschild was the right guy. Um I think bringing in Bob Melvin, like we f- keep forgetting, like it brought in Bob Melvin and and and, uh, and Ruben Niebla in the offseason. Like they could not have had a better offseason as far as hiring like top ranking coaches and, and getting a manager. Um, but you're right when when you look at Preller's track record, he's kind of he's kind of he's very much missed. He's he's got he's had some big splashes. Like he's Tatis is a clear hose job. You know, Cronenworth is a hose job. Fam was an average hitter while he was here with terrible defense and a seemingly Hit or miss attitude, but that that trade, that fact that we got Cronenworth for, I'm sensing some racism in that last comment. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Hit or miss attitude. What are you talking about? That's very weird. You bring up attitude. I'm sorry that Tommy Pham couldn't cut it here, and that we had to slash him off the payroll. I'm Hmm. sorry. That's just interesting to me. I'm just okay. Go ahead. Sorry to cut you off. (laughs) 
Anyways. Just found it intriguing. Yes. But you're right. When you look at the long-term contracts, other than the Tatis and the Manny signing, Manny has been, I mean, we've talked about it countless times, oh, yeah. everything we could have hoped for more. Right? He completely destroyed whatever crappy narrative uh, that he had. You remember that Ben and Woods poll where they said he was too mean? <laughs> <laughs> so we shouldn't sign him. God, yeah, dude. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. But he, so he's had some, like the Tatis signing, you know, everybody's like, wow, what a great deal for the Padres. Like he's well below his market value. Great deals, yada yada. But then, and then the Grisham trade looks great. But then you have the Hosmer signing, which, even though we felt like, oh, that might have been an Uncle Ron signing for all intents and purposes, from it was not countless verifiable sources. It was not, it was not an Uncle Ron signing. It was a it was a, a Preller signing. Um, the Myers signing is the same thing. Like I like Will Myers, but not at his clip, and I don't blame him. I blame Preller for that. Yeah. Um, Hunter the also Bearcat, backloading but, his deal. Yes, <laughs> that's not Will's fault either. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> really sucks At least right he now. Front loaded Hosmer's deal, but nonetheless, Hunter the Beer Kid made a good point. A good friend of the pod, former special guest star, Hunter mm-hmm. the Beer Kid, yes. and uh, also he's the same uh, photographer in the holiday season. But uh, <laughs> but uh, he made a really good point that if very Preller, poignant, thank yes, you. Yes, you're welcome. I got to throw in some tidbits there on the, <laughs> from the Wikipedia page. Yeah. He made a good point. If Preller cannot pull off Seiya Suzuki, I believe that's how you pronounce it, but if he cannot sign him. And they end up basically going, you know, standing pat or making like crappy moves where they just pick up like, you know, like a Jorge Polanco type instead. Oh, well, I forgot we got Normar Mazzara. Forgot about him. <laughs> but like, if that's what they go with because it's a Preller guy, right? He's got to go if they don't make the playoffs this year. I like Preller, but he's had a long leash. He's gotten more money than any GM has had in modern Padres history. If he can't cut it at this point with the amount of budget he's been given, it's time to go. It's getting harder and harder to justify, and I, I am a Preller guy yeah. still. Like, I really am. If nothing else, he makes it interesting, mm-hmm. right? Like, there's, there's what, 29 other teams that don't win the World Series every year? So he might as well be uh, entertained, if nothing else. Yes, but there's Preller is a wild playoffs. roller coaster ride, but you're right. I mean, I, I feel like his rope is uh, is running out. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's it'll be... It'll be interesting to see how he goes about it. Does he panic? Does he remain patient? Because didn't he just sign an extension? Does he remain patient? And he's like, hey, you know what? The plan's going to work out. Pete's behind me. That's all I need. You know, people will will figure it out over time. Even if, even if Papa Pete says, I will let you sue me for letting you go if I release you. You can sue me. Here's the signed notarized statement stating as much. Uh Here's a note from my lawyer. Even if he has that kind of job security, right? I still think you got to go in and try to win over the next two years. We talked about it off air when we were gearing up. Manny's got two years. Our good friend H.J. Preller always mentions you're running out of time with Manny. You cannot guarantee he's going to stay here. Now, more than likely, sure, you can bet you can bet and bet the odds that probably he stays here. But he's not going to be the same guy the second five years that he was the first five years. He's still going to be good, but right now he's a slam dunk, legitimate superstar on a Hall of Fame trajectory career. You have to win while you still have him in his prime. You are wasting years if you punt 2022 because your star shortstop got hurt. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean you go out and make dumb moves and go out and hand out like an awful contract. Right? Like, you don't give Schwarber five years 100 mil, but you kick the tires on Schwarber and, and go to Uncle Pete and say, or uh, Papa Pete and say, hey, you know what? We need to go over the luxury tax issue. Like, we have to add. We're going to have money coming off the books. Myers is gone whether we keep him or not. Uh, you know he's got a million dollar buyout. That's all we're gonna owe him after this year. Hosmer's dropping down to uh, fourteen mil, I think. 13. So he's thirteen, so he's getting a pretty pretty significant pay cut. Tatis is getting a raise. Yes, but Musgrove and uh, Clevenger and Lamet. Uh, I don't think Darvish, but those three are off the books. Pomeranz, I think, will be in the last year of his or second to last year of his deal. Um, I think Pierce Johnson will be off the books by that point, potentially. They're going to have some financial flexibility in the next couple of years, which uh, for the next GM is going to be great because uh, if Manny opts in, well, then great. He's got a nice foundation. Um, but at the same time, it's like you're still, you know, you got to win now. They have to find a way. The thing that I've, I've, I can criticize Preller on that he does not do that other Padre GMs seem to have figured out but couldn't do what he did with the big splashy moves he doesn't make, like, small but really smart moves, right? Like, nobody was going to give Hassan Kim a four-year deal worth whatever he's made, 40 mil or whatever, 35 mil, whatever he makes. Right. Nobody's going to do that. They outbid themselves. Nobody in their right mind would get pro far what he's making. No fucking <laughs> shot. No way. No shot. So that's the thing. It's like, okay, they're not bad moves from a player personnel standpoint because there's some upside in there somewhere, but he doesn't make uh, the savvy moves. You know, it's like, let me go get a platoon 
I'm going to get Schwarber to play left and I'll platoon him with an outfielder. Some guy who mashes righties, right? Like a Denorfia type. And great, there's a fucking five-win platoon right there in left field, and I'm paying less than what I would have had to pay for one five-win player. Great. He doesn't do that. Yeah. He doesn't do that. He doesn't make those smart, small, savvy moves that the Giants have made, that the Dodgers make, and those are the guys we're chasing. Or like trading, like, uh, I don't know, like... I got, like, Taylor Williams for Matt Brash. He doesn't oh, make those type of moves. That was a right? terrible deal, yeah. He doesn't pick <laughs> He's up, on the receiving end. He doesn't get a shit ton of players for Taylor Trammell, who may never turn out into anything. Uh, Andres <laughs> Munoz, who who knows? Maybe his arm falls off again. I hope not. But who knows? He's a reliever. You never know. They're volatile. And Ty France, who's better than Eric Hosmer right now. No. He didn't, you know, you... Remember what I said? You get kicked in the nuts year after year after year. Yep. That's that's what I'm talking yep. about. He, you don't make that trade and then get everything they got back. They have one guy left from that trade, yeah. and it's Austin Nola. Now, he might be the most valuable of the guys so far other than France, but still, like he gave up a lot of depth, and they haven't really got anything back. And that's yeah, I think what France about. is the most valuable guy out of yeah. I mean, And I don't Nola think it's relatively be. close. Noah could be if he's healthy because he's... Yeah, that's a huge if. Yeah, it's a big if. He could be if he's healthy. But yes, long term, yes. I like uh, Ty France... Would have been a better fit for what they need. Like, what a great DH option he might have been. Yeah. But whatever, they needed a starting catcher and they had to get rid of Austin Hedges. Fine. Yeah. But again, he doesn't make the savvy moves, right? Like, he doesn't pick up, like, guys where you're thinking, oh, this might. Like, the Kirby Yates pickup was pretty good. It was off the waiver wire. They told him to just throw a splitter. Okay, great. That was a great pickup. They haven't really made that kind of move with, like, position players too often. Cronenworth and, and Grisham. Uh, but the Brewers, it's not like they're out on their ass with that deal either. I'd, I'd say so far, it's yeah. you know, it's taken two for one to do it, but they're breaking pretty even. I think they're pretty happy with what they've got. So he's got to make smart moves within the budget that he has, and I'm not quite sure he's got that in him because he hasn't shown a history of doing that. So how do we fix this? I, I want to get uh, Hire later Alex on. Anthopoulos. Yeah. Later on, uh, I do want to get some people from the spaces in here. So I definitely um, want to go that route. But how do we fix this? Uh, do you stand pat? Do you wait for to see how this year goes? Uh, nope. Do you do you punt this season already, nope. or do you double down on this season? Do you make moves? What what type of moves are you are you uh, looking at? What type of moves are you thinking of? And uh, starting with just one player who I think is going, it, it has to be a slam dunk at this point. Seiya Suzuki. What do you think of Suzuki? You know what? I I like him. I know people are going to compare him to Kim because they're racist. <laughs> But I like Seiya Suzuki for a number of reasons. Number one, he played in Japan, right? So Japan is pretty much like, you know, it's major league caliber to a point. It's kind of like in between. It's not quite 4A, 4A but it's not quite major league. It's so it's kinda, 5A. Yeah, it's 6. like... 6.98. It's like... <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, 4A uh, version 6.9. Yeah. So I like Seiya Suzuki. He's got pop. He's got... Uh, a good eye at the plate. And honestly, he doesn't have to do a whole hell of a lot to be better than Tommy Pham. Even if he hits at Tommy Pham's clip last year, his defense and base running will be an improvement yeah. over what they got. So that's an improvement. But I like Seiya Suzuki. And given his upside, they don't have another player who they could realistically afford that can give them that upside and on a shorter-term deal. Like, you know, Suzuki's not dumb. He knows if he comes over here, he's not going to want to sign like an eight-year deal. He's going to want to sign a shorter-term deal, three or four years, so he can try to free agency one more time and then really cash out or just go back to Japan and take the money with him. Yeah. Who knows? But they have to make some kind of move. And honestly, if they're not going to get Schwarber, which I don't think they will. and uh does sound like his market is heating up. Not only that, I think that they have to factor in defense because tommy fam killed us last year do they year. though they need to yes they don't factor in defense clearly yeah but they need to factor it in because how many times have we gotten pissed off like when tatis clanks something in the outfield excuse me myers misplays a ball and looks completely fucking clueless in the outfield uh frazier looked terrible last year when they tried to plug him in uh myers at third right like they just i feel like they just throw shit at the wall defensively and hope it sticks they can't continue to do that. It's you got to try to have a well-rounded club. You can win with good defense and a mediocre offense. It's not likely, but it's better than just throwing guys out there who don't give you anything. Um, but I think they need to get Suzuki. I feel like they could probably move Myers if they eat half his salary, maybe like ten mil. I think a team would take a flyer on on Will Myers for ten million bucks, um, and I don't think you'd have to trade a whole hell of a lot with him to get him. If I mean Myers on a one-year. $10 million deal when guys are getting that to be like platoon players or part-time players, I don't think that's bad. Um, it is 
depressing to see like the Twins just offloaded Josh Donaldson, yeah. and they got Gary Sanchez and Gio Sherla or, or, or Sella, excuse me. And I'm like, what a nice like upside deal because if Sanchez rakes, great, he can play first or DH, and Urshela's good. He's really good. And I like Josh Donaldson. I know some people don't like him because uh, he doesn't like some guys on our team, but yeah. I like Josh Donaldson as a player. That's a good deal for both teams, but it's like uh, the Mariners just got Jesse Winker, and I'm like, that's what a team that has a loaded farm system looks like right now when they're about ready to compete. That's a loaded farm. They were in it to, uh, towards the end last year. So, yeah. And us, we got Nomar Mazzara. <laughs> you know, there is um... – there's there's one move in particular that I want to uh, I want to mention to you, uh, and I'll, I'll hold off for just a sec. Um, and the reason why I'm gonna I'll bring it up here in a second is because I know that it pisses off our beloved John Conniff oh. when we go down this route. So I'll get there in just a sec. Uh, Seiya Suzuki he checks a lot of boxes. Uh, the most like attractive box that he checks right now is the salary. Yeah, he fits. He fits like we don't. In theory, with the luxury tax, who knows what you know? Uh, who knows what Papa Pete will do? But in theory, we don't have a lot of room and a lot of wiggle room. So he no. fits that uh, defense. He fits that. We, you know, I I prioritize defense in the outfield uh, at times. It depends on what my narrative is for that week. <laughs> uh, but flopping. I, I would love to have a great defensive outfielder. And as far as uh, yes, you mentioned the stats translating from the the KBO to uh, Japan. You know, it's that's the thing about coming over from Japan is I, I do think that they'll translate a lot better, and there won't be as much of an adjustment period as there was for Kim. Uh, it's also interesting, and here's why I love Twitter. Number one, I love shit posting, and I love reading shit posting, like stuff today, like like uh, uh, Devin's post about Pete Alonso's <laughs> car accident, just fucking slays me dude i love I, I love twitter for that reason but i also love twitter because you can learn stuff from people that you weren't expecting to learn stuff from yes for example i learned uh over the weekend from an individual that calls himself pimp lord 619 i learned that suzuki stats in japan are comparable to otani's at that age and I didn't give a shit about Suzuki before, but I did yes. know that he would he would uh, he would fit the financials. And so after that, I'm like, huh, that's interesting. Yeah. So let's now I'm not expecting him to come over and be Otani, not at all. But that piques my interest, and that's why I love Twitter is because you can hear a motherfucker or see a motherfucker named Pimp Lord six one nine throw out some bullshit like that, and it's like, oh, well, that's actually a good point. Uh, so when I see that, I'm I'm really. I'm really down with the thought of bringing in Suzuki. Uh, here's here's what I wanted to throw out there. You mentioned the players the players that are going to be gone uh, soon. Musgrove, in theory, if they don't re-sign them. Musgrove is gone after this year. Done. Finito. Adios. You Darvish is gone after next year. Clevenger's Blake gone Snell. after this year. Yeah, Clevenger's gone after this year. You Darvish, gone after next year. Snell, gone after next year. That's a lot of arms. Yeah. That's a lot of arms. And after being gone after next year, you don't have that kind of that luxury of saying, hey, let's wait and let's see how it goes. So now more than ever is the time you gotta sell the farm. You have to sell the farm. I am excited about CJ Abrams. Sure. I'm very excited for CJ Abrams. If it doesn't work out, he stays in our system. Great. Fantastic. Here's what I wanted to run past you and i wanted to get your your thoughts on it and i'm sure people will probably mention on twitter maybe someone wants to join the spaces but you have to unload hosmer you have to unload myers somehow some way you can you've seen the deals the suarez and the winker deals where people are you know getting prospects they're buying the salary dump uh for suarez with hosmer there's two different scenarios and i'm calling pittsburgh Pittsburgh is toast already. Today is March 14th, and they are done. They were toast. They're eliminated. On the last game of the season last year. I saw someone tweet out during the lockout, if this lockout lasts any longer, the Pirates will be mathematically eliminated. (laughs) They are done, dude. And I'm reading on Twitter, Pirates fans that want Will Myers bad. What? And they want Hosmer bad they're so desperate they just want something to hold on to and we've been there hey i recognize that name hey i want this guy so there's a couple different scenarios and it depends on who they will take if they will take hosmer i'm throwing in abrams he's gonna be the main guy and plus it will be plus so 
they take Hosmer's money, so that saves us 20 mil for this year. We get back Brian Reynolds. And when I say Abrams plus, I mean like plus, 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 whatever you got to do to make it done, to make it done. So number one, you get rid of, not get rid of Abrams, you get rid of Hosmer's money. Yes, Abrams is gone. That sucks. I wish you well. Good luck in Pittsburgh. See you later. Have a great time. You get Brian Reynolds back for four years. That's an elite bat that helps immediately for four years. That's going back to wins above replacement. That's a six-win outfielder. That is a great defensive outfielder that can play all three outfield positions. He's an all-star player. He's fantastic. That's a guy, if you take Cosmer and you take his contract, I'm giving you Abrams plus plus. If, if you take, hang on, if you take Myers and you take the 20 mil off this year, I will give you four Reynolds in return. I will give you, I'll start the package with Hassel, and I'll start the package with Campusano, and then plus. Who's another guy? Throw in some depth. That's two quality pieces to start the return. You throw in maybe an Adrian Martinez. You throw in, I don't know, Josh Mears. I don't, I'm just, I don't know a lot of the prospects anymore. But you give quality pieces. Number one, you get Brian Reynolds back. You get that money off the books. You get at least 20 mil off the books. And then you take that 20 mil that you've saved. Use that. You sign Schwarber. What does Schwarber want? Three years, 60? Maybe it's elevated a little bit because the market's heating up for him. You take that 20 mil, you allocate it to Schwarber. There's your big left-handed bat. Boom, you got a bopper. He's DH. He can play left field if you absolutely have to. Your your salaries are the exact same as you were before. You have added Schwarber. You have added Reynolds, right? And now, where are we at right now? We're at where we were before with those deals, okay? And so now, right now, Padres have what fifteen or so million to work with. Give or take. Sign Suzuki. I was just gonna five see years, if you were going five to years, sixty-nine million. Whatever <laughs> he's looking for, use that money to sign Suzuki. So what have you done? Yes, you've you've mortgaged future pieces, but you have Reynolds, you have Schwarber, you have Suzuki. You have a fantastic outfield with Suzuki and with uh, with Grisham. And with Reynolds, you have a fantastic outfielder. You've gotten loads better there. You have, uh, again, Abrams is gone. Uh, You have Schwarber's left-handed bat. You have Reynolds, who's a switch hitter. Uh, you've got you've made yourself a lot better, and you're still right around the tax. You can structure deals with maybe Suzuki or Schwarber you can to where you stay under Suzuki's it. Exactly, exactly. And you've done nothing but get a lot better. So guess what that does? That makes me more comfortable with having Kim as your starting shortstop. Yes, because, because you're supplementing because offense. you're supplementing the offense. So yes, I know when when our beloved John Conniff hears this, we're gonna get oh it's not my money, bubblegum boy. But you know what? You're losing a ton of arms in your rotation the next two years. You have to. You go for it. Let's be you honest. have to. Let's be honest. There's here. no way you can't. 2024. I'm is doing going whatever, to... whatever it takes Two... to get Reynolds. I will give my behindment <laughs> <laughs> for Brian Reynolds. 2024 is going to be a rebuild year. Whether we want to admit it or not, it is going to be a rebuild year. There's no more window anymore. We're in the window. Part of the reason we're in the window is because Preller moved to add quickly. He traded a lot of pieces to get Musgrove, to get uh, Snell, to get uh, Darvish, um, to get Grisham, to get Fam, to get you know every, the, the guys that they've added. They've traded a lot of people. So that window of like, oh, we're, you know, the mid to twenty twenties are going to be ours. No, they're not, boys. No, they're not. Yeah, the mid twenty twenties is going to be. Can we win something in the next two or three years? And if not, they're going to have to reset the roster because at some point, you're right, these guys are going to leave. They're not going to sign Darvish, Snell, Musgrove, Clevenger, Lamette, Paddock, or whoever. At some point, we're going to be looking at Mackenzie Gore trying to make his way through, Ryan Weathers trying to make his way through, Adrian Martinez trying to make his way through, and maybe you know they give like an extension to one of those guys. I could see them signing one of those arms. If I had to throw money on it, probably Musgrove or Clevenger. If I had to throw money at, at the two guys, Musgrove seems like the logical. He choice. seems like he'd be the guy, right? Yeah. Like to say, hey, you know, we want you to be the face of the franchise. We try to transition, but you know, and yes, they're going to still have Tatis. Maybe they still have Manny, depending on the market. But we don't know. Yeah. So the reality is, twenty twenty four is either going to be a huge reset season or uh, a rebuild season. So you got to go in the next two years. Now I'm not saying go in there and be stupid. You know, if you can find a way or find a team to eat half of Hosmer's deal and say, you know what, we'll eat half of it, just uh, you know, just take him. We don't care what we get back in return. Like, 
Just take him. Yeah, you, but half does ten million this year and six point five the next. Which three. is nothing. Which it's is not what, a lot of money. It's really that's not even jerks in pro far. No, it's really he's not, making seven a year. Like I don't know what the Royals. You got to pony is. up. You got to give him the prospect capital and get rid of the whole deal. I don't even know what the Royals' outlook is, but like I'd be willing to to call him and say, hey, we'll 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 pay half the money for him to go back where he's happy. He had an interview. Uh, where he, per usual, like every year, talked about adjustments he's not really making uh, in the batter's box. Yeah. And he always referenced, uh, he never said, I think he, said, he didn't say like we or us as like the Padres. You know, he didn't he didn't talk like he was a part of the team. I don't buy for one, for one second that he ever really wanted to be here. Manny is different. Manny, I think, wanted to be here. I think Manny saw how the fan base reacted to him being out here or the idea of it. He obviously saw Tatis and yada yada. Manny's a little different. Hosmer, I don't think ever ever wanted to be here. He had to choose between two losers, which was the least of the big losers, right? Kansas City or San Diego. He came here, and so far hasn't worked out. But uh, other than one playoff appearance, but like it's time for him to go. If you can eat half his salary, great, dump him. I think a team would take a flyer on Will Myers. I think a team like the Phillies that are in it, and maybe they need an outfielder or DH slash first baseman that they can kind of just rotate around for ten million. I mean, they're losing McCutcheon, right? Yeah. So for ten million dollars, is Meyer going to be better than McCutcheon? Maybe not. Is going to be as good in a different way? Sure. Why not? For ten million dollars, I don't. Is that what he got? Yeah. I saw he signed, but I didn't see what he got. Uh, I didn't see it either, but I know what he got the last time he signed with the Phillies. And, got it. Yeah, you know, it's. Myers on a, I mean, you're gonna to have to buy out the contract, so it's like, okay, you're, he's guaranteed twenty one million dollars or whatever it is plus the eleven. So if you eat half of that and say, hey, we'll cover the buyout, I think a team would take a, a flyer on him that needs like a, a guy who can play first outfield and DH for you. Um, fuck it, send them both back to the Royals. Who cares? But yes, I think you're right. I think they have to find a way to eat some of that money, if not a lot of that money, to create more flexibility and go out and get other guys, even if they can't get Schwarber, because I just can't see it. Um, and I think that if they're going to move Myers or Hosmer, it's going to be one or the other. I don't think they're going to find a partner for both. But I agree with you. If the right trade is there to get a guy like Brian Reynolds, who is a perfect fit, then, yeah, you make that trade. I love C.J. Abrams. C.J. Abrams is not Fernando Tatis Jr. He's not that level of prospect. That's not the guy that you – say he is untouchable right like Patino wasn't untouchable for us and I love Patino but Abrams is not a guy I'm hanging on to if you get a guy like Brian Reynolds that's readily available you can plug in for your four years right now for four years and if it doesn't fucking work out guess what he keeps doing what he's doing guess years, what excuse me guess what if he keeps <laughs> doing what he's doing and you got to fucking flip him later well so be it but they only have the next two years to figure this shit out yeah because it's going to be a rough 2024. I, I don't think they're going to want bring back the Brown. I think it's going to be uh, flush down the Brown by 2024. Flush down the Brown, huh? Wow, wow. Who do they have that's going to pitch in 2024? So I just got a message from our beloved uh, Josh Goro on, on Twitter. Oh, Josh. He says, small issue of Pittsburgh being on Hosmer's 10-team no-trade list. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Shoot. Shoot. Well... We're fucked. I don't know what to do now. So I, that was my one good idea, and I think I'm done. So anyways, thanks for listening, guys. No, uh, if anyone wants to hop on uh, from Spaces, uh, we're about 40 minutes in, surprisingly. Uh, this time is flying by. Yes. I, I, you know, I, time I, flies when you're upset. I can't, yeah. I can't lie, man. I can't lie. But, uh, yeah, if anyone wants to hop on for Spaces, I want to kind of also, while we're coming to the end, I want to um, – give a, a status update of where we are as a podcast and kind of our plans. So We're in Claremont, I mean, first and foremost. Yes, yeah. okay, so yes, we're in Claremont. <laughs> uh, well, here's what here's what I don't want to do. <laughs> I don't want to record every week. No. I don't want to have a set schedule. Absolutely not. Okay, because, and here's full disclosure, when we were recording last time, I got burnt out. I got sick of doing it every week. Uh, I got sick of worrying about the sound quality. Yes. I got sick of worrying what we were going to talk about. So when we redo this podcast, we're doing it under the premise of I don't give a fuck. I don't care if the sound quality is bad. I don't care if you don't like the topics that we talk about, Leisure Fryer. <laughs> I, I don't care if it's stale. I don't care. We're going to do what we want to do. And also, podcast for me as a listener, uh, I'm much more like I prefer shorter podcasts now. Like I think the sweet spot is 45 to 55 minutes. 45 to an hour. Uh, if you listen to Bound for Disappointment with Kevin Charity and Mark Wilkins, good lord. Two hours, two and a half hours. I'm like, what the hell are you guys doing? <laughs> and then I turn on and I listen. They're talking about butt plugs and dildos. Don't they have families? <laughs> 
Good they have people they need God. to attend to? Good God. Two hours. So yeah, that's where we're at. We'll record whenever we want. We'll talk about whatever we want. And uh, I don't care about sound quality. So uh, with given all that, uh, if you guys want to join, go ahead and join. We'd love to have you. Um, yeah, we we have... don't give a fuck. But if you guys want to participate, by all means. <laughs> hey, fuck you guys. Uh, but if you want to talk to us, uh, our beloved baseball Nick has requested. Uh, let's see if I can get him on here. Just a sec. Nick, you're a speaker. What's going on, man? What's up, boys? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. Hey, question. For the Hosmer thing, doesn't his uh, no-trade deal, doesn't that kick in at the end of this year? That's, I Ooh, believe that's his 10 point. and 5 rights <laughs> kick in after this year. Uh, but he does have a 10-team limited no-trade. I did not look it up. That's another uh, thing with our podcast. I refuse to look it No, I'm just kidding. Um, I didn't look it up, but uh, apparently Pittsburgh is on his no-trade list. Damn it. That's scary, though, that he's got 10-5 so, rights So, yes, 10 and 5 after this year. And uh, apparently there's 10 teams right now that he can say no to. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Is that all you had? Uh, well, <laughs> we, he just wanted I'm to, just kidding. We could talk about. Yeah. He just wanted to come in and dump but, uh, nightmare fuel on us because yeah. after this year, the only option is to DFA him or deal with it. Yeah. Hey, wh- mean, uh, hey, Nick, while I have you here, you work for Rawlings, don't you? I work for Rawlings and Easton, correct. And yeah. Easton. Okay. So here's another thing. It's our podcast. I'm going to talk about whatever I want to talk about. Hey, I play on Sundays. Why the hell can't I find a single flap, ear flap, uh, yeah. helmet anymore? Why yeah. are they so hard to find? Are are you guys not making them anymore? Well, we make them, but they're just, they're, nobody really wants them because a lot of these leagues, they don't, they don't, uh, they, they don't allow them. Uh, so most of our business is done for youth because like, Colleges do like buy-in programs. Obviously, you know professional guys like like the Padres. We send them like seventy-five helmets a year, right? Uh-huh. So if we're not making helmets for mass production, they're just not going to make them, you know. Uh-huh. And like right now, it's nobody wants those or nobody allows those as far as youths go. Um, but I could hold on. Let me see. I can actually see. Maybe I can get you one. What color are you guys? Uh, black. black. Well, we're the Marlins. San Diego Marlins. Okay. I'll get back to you. I'll dude, I'll hit you up. Really? You, you could find one? Yeah. Dude, oh, the, God, I'm dude. I've me? looked all over. I've looked on Sideline Swap. I've looked on eBay. Amazon. I've looked on Amazon. I've looked through the <laughs> Rawlings site. I cannot find one for my big-ass dog. I just don't trust <laughs> DHgate. <laughs> yeah. So. I'll see what I can do. Right Thank on, you. Thank you, brother. I'll check it out. Right on. Well, I forgot we were recording a podcast for a sec. But, hey, yeah. thanks, Nick. I'll, I'll hit you up, man. All right, man. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. You know, like well, Barry Bonds, well, cool. my head's See, gotten bigger. This, this podcast yeah. is already paying off for me. Uh, we have our beloved Mark Wilkins, who also joined. Mark, what's going on? Are you currently using one of your products that you pushed on the last Bound for Disappointment podcast? You've been plugged. Uh, yes, it is, it is called the Mighty Kong. <laughs> a dog toy? Yeah. What's going on, man? Well, I, I just want to set the record straight. One... I believe the last episode was an hour 45. Okay. Oh, excuse okay. Us. And two, only Kevin has a family. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you're a loyal Dave and Jeff uh, podcast listener, just like myself. We're all family. Friends are family. Friends are family. That's what I heard. Yeah, th- thanks to the Dave and Jeff. Everyone knows where I work now. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so what are we going to do, Mark? Hey, did you hear my idea of going all in? And trading all prospects that you guys write about on Mad Friars? Chips on the table. Well, you know, last year, every prospect I was assigned to write about in preseason got traded. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm good with whatever. Cool. There you go. All right. Well, it sounds like we're getting Brian, uh, Brian Reynolds. What so. a great boss John Conniff. He picks up a new, hot, young, rising writer, adds him to the roster, and just assigns him to guys who get dealt immediately. <laughs> Jesus almighty. Hey, he called you hot, Mark. Yeah. Hey, Look at, listen to that sultry voice. I have a tip. I don't know if you uh, if you guys are doing like butt plug sponsors or you got an inside track, but I think you should name one the Reservoir Dam. I think that'd be pretty good. The Reservoir Dam. Yeah, there you go. I, that's see that, that that's a tie with dental dam. That's either a positive or a negative. <laughs> but, um, you know, I only have about ten more days uh, in the sex toy industry, so I will do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe you can get them before you leave to sponsor our podcast. I mean, yes. a five point five. Come on, man, that's yeah. perfect. Well, a dildo well, you or know, something. That, you know, the, my favorite one. It's it would be the five point five podcast presented by Pipe Dream. I think that's the <laughs> manufacturer name around. 
Hell yeah, man. <laughs> I'm Hell all yeah. down. Well, we'll work, we'll work on that, Mark. Thanks, yes. thanks for joining. And, uh, right ev- Thank you, guys. And everyone, make sure that you uh, listen to the Bound for Disappointment podcast with uh, our beloved Kevin Charity and, and Mark Wilkins. So we have one more request uh, that we'll get to here. It is the the author of the tweet that was tweet blown up that was blown up around the world, Pete Alonzo's truck. We yes. have our beloved Davini, hails from Italia. Devin, what's, hey, what's up? up, guys? What's going on, man? Can you hear me? We can hear you. Devin, I want to get your uh, take on Jared Leto and Gucci. Was that an accurate representation of Italian people? (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I want to keep it kind of quick because I got to get my kid ready for bed because, believe it or not, someone has had sex with me and I do have a child. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, uh, I love Fernando Tatis, but at the same time, I'm kind of sick of his shit every year. Yeah. Every year it's some stupid shit. Oh my hamstring exploded. Oh my back. Oh my fucking wrist. Like his hand. Don't yeah. forget about his hand. I don't, I don't know what the yeah. Like it's. I love him. He's a preternaturally talented, probably the most gifted player I've ever seen. But I just I don't know. It's frustrating. Yeah. And uh, I do agree with um, your trade proposal in trading Eric Hosmer and the San Antonio missions to Pittsburgh. <laughs> uh, I think it's a good, I mean, you kind of have to, because there's nothing really coming up in the system in the next two, three years, especially pitching wise going to make an impact outside of if Mackenzie Gore gets his shit together. Yeah. So you kind of do have to keep that window where it is now, maybe two years um, this year, maybe the next two, maybe by 2024, they're fucked already. But yeah. Other than that, that's really all I got to say, guys. Thanks. So, so it's the official stance of LemonParty.org to trade the Hosmer and the San Antonio Missions for Brian Reynolds. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can throw in Bobby Barrels, too, if they take his full contract. Do you sure. think if they traded the Flying Chanclas of San Antonio, do you think that would uh, that would broker a better deal for the Padres? They, they I mean, AJ Pearl would certainly love to trade that organization or <laughs> the other one. So, I mean... It's an easy sell for AJ. I'm not sure about how Pittsburgh would receive it. All right. Well, thanks, Devin. Love you. Yeah, of course. Thank you, guys. Love Love you, guys. Well, that, that was Devin uh, at yeah. Khalil Peen. Yes, you at can Khalil find Peen, him, find founder him. of uh, Lemon uh, LemonParty.org. Also, yeah. uh, speaking of Lemon Party, their sandwich of the day, the spicy Italian at Subway, Eric. <laughs> spicy Italian. Yeah, so um, we're going to get out of here in just a sec. Um, sure. I just wanted to throw this out there because I've been kind of scrolling the timeline a little bit while we've been recording. Bra- uh, begging for news. We have shots fired at oh. us from, have you ever heard of the Gwintelligence podcast? Yes. Do you know who they are? Yes, I know who they are. Okay. I mean, do they know who we're their podcast? I don't even really know what it's, (laughs) but apparently, uh, HJ Preller, he tweets out at 635 PM new podcast. Unlike the lazy boys at 5.5 podcast, HJ and Corey Stewart recorded this emergency podcast to discuss the dire need in Peoria for motorcycle safety classes for Tatis (laughs) Jr. And how critical dumping Hosmer is for the team. Everything sucks. So they say that Spaces is lazy. Oh, Spaces is lazy. That's for Padres Twitter 2.0. And uh, meanwhile, we're recording this podcast. We're going to put out the podcast. Yes. And despite all that slander, that unwarranted slander towards our good name, I still retweeted it because I'm a good guy. There and you I have go. class. There you go. So anyways, when are we recording again? Uh, two weeks unless uh, we got an emergency pod, in which case I'm just going to call in. We can do a Spaces for an emergency pod if... A call in for se- oh okay well oh. Huh, hang on oh special guest time hang on emergency emergency, emergency? guest we have uh, one of the co-hosts of the Intelligence podcast Mr Corey Stewart oh you yes explain yourself, Corey yes I thought we had something special you want to unmute yourself what an amateur wow. my God what a- I'm not sure if it's amateur if he's just a coward. <laughs> Corey, listen. I, I I I'm listening to this pod podcast spaces whatever you guys call it. I'm sorry. I'm I'm more of a purist as HJ and I were just recording a podcast a little while ago. But on this on this podcast, you bring on a fake Italian guy talking talking shit about House of Gucci, which uh, obviously that's a real problem for me. Hey, 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 hey. Anyway, not Lady Gaga, not the goddess. Only Jared Leto. Oh, okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank I you. loved Lady Gaga in uh, Star is Born. I just want to throw that out there. 
throw that out there. Thank you. Okay, You're good. All right, great. Okay. On the same page Fantastic. Here. Thank you very much. Excellent. And, and uh, well, uh, uh, so is the 5.5 podcast calling for AJ Brothers' head right now? AJ or HJ? AJ. <laughs> Uh, not calling, not calling for it, but I have him in the crosshairs. Uh, shit or get off the pot mode right now. He hasn't texted me in a while. Um, I, I'm, I'm wondering if I need to update my profile picture to something MAGA. I think he and forgot, maybe then uh, he'll he'll text me again. I think he forgot who you are. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, no, not calling for his head yet, but I'm watching you. I'm watching you. I'm excellent. I'm calling for that. his head. I'm. So do you, do you are you going to explain yourself? Are you going to explain yourself for the uh, for the unwarranted shots towards our podcast? I am I am really shocked that HJ would take those shots at you guys, uh, and I'm going to have to check in with my team to find out what was tweeted from my account as well. Okay, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. We'll 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 move this to the DMs where it can get a lot yeah. more explicit. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Isn't it really sad that we just had to get kicked in the dick today for everybody to record podcasts? Yeah, Isn't dude. Really just, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing brings Padre fans together like bad news. No, you know what, though? We we were actually planning on recording today. That was the plan all along. And then this morning, that drops. And it's like, dude, of course. Of course. <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. We haven't recorded in eight months. Eight months. What is life? And the morning we're going to record. Hey, by the way, Tatis... He needs surgery. He's out for three months. What is life but disappointment? Yeah. Anyways, yeah, we'll uh, we'll have a conversation uh, about those tweets. We have to talk about it. We don't have that either. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Well, I'm going to stop this podcast now so I can go listen to Intelligence because I, I I need to know what was said about me. I'm I'm very uh, I'm very curious. Is he still here? I don't know. Did he disappear? Maybe. All right. Well, love you, Corey. Well, that's Corey. Uh, a uh, great follow, especially if you love retweets of Lady Gaga and Dua Lipa. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, hey, uh, thanks again for uh, joining us. Again, we're at about 50 minutes. Uh, that's God, I have two people I want to join so bad, Chad and Masson. I can't do it. I said we're doing 45 to 55 minutes. It's 52 minutes. We're done. Unless you have anything else you want to add. Let's bring Mazzone on. No, <laughs> no, let's not. Let's yeah. not. Bring I tried. I tried. Yeah. He's usually pretty brief. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Short and sweet. Keep it down to a minute. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Maybe next time, Mason. Thanks so much. Uh, we will take our business over to uh, uh, Nancaro. <laughs> Nancaro uh, Woods Real Estate. Speak for yourself. Look at this. We asked for we asked for people to join. Now all of a sudden we have Hunter. We have Chad. We have Mason. Sorry, guys. Tough shit. Uh, thanks again, everyone, for listening. We will be back whenever. Uh, again, uh, it's it's been a great pleasure. We're on Twitter. Danny is uh, at 5.5Dan. I'm at Twitter at MiserableSDFan. That's for Menzrea because he says he can never tell the difference between the two of us. Uh, thank you so much. We'll see you when we see you. We're out of here. <laughs> <laughs>